This is KGB. What up, is DJ EFN? Yo, and this is your man, Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diamonds. Yes! yes! Tonight, uh, man, I'm, I'm really excited because... Um, as a former indie record label owner, um, as a kid, I definitely looked up to this man and what what he laid down and the blueprint for running indie labels and all the great stuff he did. Um, if you looked up OG in the dictionary, you would definitely fan, find this man's name as the definition. He's a hip-hop legend and a pioneer. He's also one of the architects of Southern hip-hop. He's a, a full-fledged entrepreneur from sports to books and even to wine. And most importantly, he is a father. So welcome to the show, Jay Prince. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How y'all doing, bro? Welcome, welcome, welcome. This time it's Sober Champs. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to be on point <laughs> yes. for our kids. <laughs> that's real, that's real. It's a time and a place for everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so jump, yeah, go jumping for it. into it, Jay, um, we usually like to at least find out kind of what the family dynamic is, how many kids you got, and all that good stuff before we <clears throat> start it off. Man, I got a seven piece, man, with no pride. Damn. I was like, I was yeah, doing the yeah. math. I'm like, I, I know there's three. I know, I know you're two, yeah. you know, Jazz and, and Jay Jr. And then I know you have a daughter. Yeah. But damn, I didn't imagine yeah. I was that far off. So, oh yeah, no. Everybody I hug got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> what, wait, what's the oldest? Like, how young were you in the first one? Oh man, I had to be. I started off at nineteen. Okay, you know what I mean. And I, uh, I got it straight toward the end. But you know, I was like I said, everybody <laughs> I hug. You know, they 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 saw stardom coming along. You know and. I hugged them and they, they told made an me, investment. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, I'm 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 a proud parent, man. I'm a proud father and uh you know, one of the best blessings I ever got on the planet Earth, man, was my kids, you know. So how how was 19-year-old Jay Prince expecting a child? Like what what was that experience for you? Take take us to that moment. Man, it was it was exciting. You know what I mean? It's something that I always wanted, you know. Uh I always wanted to be a a father. Um now what was surprising was my first two was girls. And um uh, mm-hmm. my uncles, you know, teased me and told me I was a girl maker, you know what I mean? <laughs> they like, Oh boy, you're gonna be one of them 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 dudes that don't make nothing but girls. So I shot a double barrel. <laughs> The next two, you know, with with Jazz and James, you know, they happen to be like seven months apart. <laughs> so you can imagine how that went. But uh, yeah, man, it was uh, coming into uh, fatherhood is what actually saved my life. You know what I mean? Because I changed my life because of them. You know, prior to them. And even in the beginning stages, you know, I was in a mind frame where I just didn't care. You know what I mean? And one of the most uh, important decisions that I made in my life was in 
in the closet. You know, I wrote about it in the Art and Science of Respect, my book, where I had one of my kids in my my hand, you know, and it's it's when I made the decision and I made an oath with the creator that uh, I was going to stop living in a moment and, and, and live in the movement. Uh, how deep were you already at 19 in terms of like, were you already dabbling in, in the music industry stuff? No, at 19, you know, just street, man, just, just, just that so mentality just... of, uh, you know, I have to break this poverty curse by all means. You know what I mean? I was just in right. that state of mind where I got to have this. My mama want a house. I'm willing to die for my mother to have this house. And that's what it was about. And what what was your home situation? I, I know you talk about your mother all the time, uh, even as far as like she's like it, it seems like your idol in a lot of regards. What what was the household in your upbringing? Because I, I believe your father was incarcerated. I don't know at what period in your life that happened. Like what was you know the home bringing home upbringing for you? Yeah, I, I grew up in a single parent home. You know, me and my sister, and at the age of 11 years old, you know, I wrote about it in my book. I lost my sister. She was cut in half by a train track and uh, by a train on a, on a track. And, uh, after that, uh, I went to move with my grandmother. My grandmother pretty much, uh, raised me, uh, most of the way from that point on. Wow. Do you think that was, was there, would there have been a difference being raised by your parents versus your grandparents. Like, you know, oftentimes you see people that are raised by their grandparents, they love their grandparents, but the grandparents being older couldn't really control that youthful energy and where it was going. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that was the situation where, where I was concerned. Uh, you know, even though I wasn't living with my mother, she was hands-on and, and my grandmother was, uh, you know, she gave me freedom, but she was a disciplinarian as well. But, you know, I I think the ingredients that I had in me, man, I, I always give it credit to up above because I just never, I had leadership qualities where I never allowed, uh, you know, the guys, the, my surroundings to in, impose their will on me completely. You know right. what I mean? It's like, I kept a certain amount of strength and headspace where I didn't do like most of the homies done, which like allowed drugs in on my system. You know, everybody was on some type of drug all around me. Uh, I just, I had a leadership mindset where, you know, I knew I wanted to be the one to break the poverty curse in my family. And every time I thought about something taking me away from that, you know, I, I wouldn't indulge. You were confident in your identity. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't at that age. I don't know if <laughs> I, I don't know what I was confident. Right, in, right. You know, all I know is, you know, I was uh, I put on my shoulders at a young age. I got to be the one to do this. You know, I witnessed a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, you know, poverty, and I'm like, I got to do this. And I, I remember thinking this way at eight and nine years old. So wow. imagine. An eight and nine year old, you know, thinking that heavy, man. Mm. Yeah. So at 19 and you've got a newborn daughter, 
how did that feel for you? And I mean, did you feel like, all right, I, I know what I'm doing here or I'm going to figure it out? Or did you feel out of sorts in terms of, man, I don't know what to do with the, with the baby? Well, I felt like, you know, I had a responsibility that I had to take care of, that I wanted to take care of. And uh, ultimately, it led me to the decision of where I wanted to live because I didn't want, uh, you know, I would think about leaving my daughters and I think about these perverted people. And I'm like, man, I can't have nobody, you know, playing with my kids, no kind of way. Mm-hmm. So in order to prevent that, then I have to make decisions, uh, longevity decisions to be here for them. And, you know, those are life changing decisions for me, you know, my kids. And it wasn't too far after you had your first that you got into the music game, right? I feel like it maybe three, two or three years. Is that right? Well, no, it was actually uh, after I had my first, it was probably four or five years okay. down the line. You know, my my early, mid-20s. Got it. You know, yeah, something like that because, yeah, I was, you know, <laughs> I was full-blown uh, uh, about to go off the cliff i mean even even the the beginning of rap a lot it's almost coming from from a fatherly mindset because you know you're doing that you you know you're looking after your brother in a sense right because you're trying to keep him get him to get on the right track to do something different so i guess that 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 mindset i mean do you think that that kind of mindset came from your daughter's already being born and now you're thinking, you know, you're having this different mode of thought? No, that, that mindset came strictly from uh, uh, me knowing what he was going to be faced with in the streets. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I know he wasn't qualified to be there and I'm like, you know, he's my, he's, He's my younger brother, but I wanted to put like a shield of protection on him to not, you know, be in the streets and to do something that he was passionate about and that he loved. He loved to rap. Hmm. Oh, got it. You, you, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. You, did you have a day job before you jumped into music? Cause I feel like I read somewhere that you were working, I, I maybe in a bank. I don't, I don't remember the internet is full of information that may not be true, but, uh, yeah. but you had like your nine to five ish and then you just up and quit. Is that, is that real? Is that how that went down? Yeah. When I was a senior in, uh, in high school, uh, I was working at the bank, you know, okay. I would get out of school early to uh, go and work at the bank. And ultimately it was a, it was a place called colonial savings, the saving and loan. And um, they uh, they laid me off. They laid the whole department off. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's when I vowed that I never worked for nobody, you know, the rest of my life. I remember going home, having a conversation with my mother. I say, mother, so this this the way they do y'all. They mm. bill you up and then they just, I say, what if I had these bills? What if, you know, I was heartbroken because, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't, I don't want to feel this no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So from that day forward, I never, I never worked for a, another company the rest of my life. It was pretty prophetic that you were working at a bank though. 
Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you know, you know. I, I was in, I was in the vault department. You know, I was, Even I was better dealing with. Yeah, you know what I mean. So in my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna be president of this bank. You know, but uh, yeah, that was a shortly lived situation, man. And from there, you know, I I had ran away from the streets. You know, a lot of times, my whole you know, life basically. And uh, at that point, you know, I'm like, my mama got to have this house I've been wanting to have all my life, you know, how, one way or the other. How do you keep the streets away from from the family? I know it's easy to just say, look, Jay Prince, ain't nobody coming near the family. Nobody, the streets ain't going to be around my family. But yeah. in reality, you know, that's that's not always how it is. Like, how did you keep the streets away from the family? Well, as a as a uh, a provider and as a, a leader of my family, I had to figure out a way to uh, to protect them. So I I had I set up structure, I set up rules. You know what I mean? And you know, even to the point, even though like I was in the music industry, uh, I didn't even allow rap to enter my household mm. until a certain period of time because. Mm. I understood as a kid, I understood what had corrupted my mind and what what aged me beyond my ears. And that was me having access to all kind of X-rated, you know, you name it. So as a parent, you know, I'm like, okay, I have to protect them until they reach a certain age where they can handle and consume these different things. And up until then, you know, uh, I'm going to protect them to the best of my ability. And, and that's what I've done, man. I mean, against the rules of my own parents, my own, you know, surroundings and different things, I stood on that real heavily because I understood uh, the stand I was taking and I understood that uh, at the end of the day, they would uh, appreciate it even though they didn't at that time. <laughs> how, how do you police that? Or, or I guess, did you attempt to? Or were you, was your structure so... I guess sound that it kind of had its own traps kind of baked in. Yeah. Well, at the time, you know, I had a helpmate, you know what I mean? I was married and, uh, we didn't have mixed messages. You know, we were two like-minded individuals and, uh, you know, we, we had a strong foundation, man. And, you know, anything like I give you an example my own mother at the time, you know, I would let my kids go to my mother's house with the instructions. I don't want them watching, you know, rated R movies, you know, because, you know, once again, I understood what that done to me, you know, having access to some of everything. So I'm trying to, you know, protect their uh, virginity, you know, from a whole different perspective, you know, right. their inner peace. Yeah. And uh, my mother decided, you know, that, okay, y'all don't tell your daddy, but mm. you can, y'all can watch this. So I unplugged the whole situation where they can go over there mm. without me. Uh, you know what I mean? Because I meant business about what I said and anybody who uh, wouldn't implement, you know, what I asked of them where my kids were concerned, didn't get a second chance at doing that to me after that first no matter who it was and uh, we know how highly you regard your mom so that's yeah that's major yeah, yeah. no matter who it is or was <laughs> I, I, yeah. I like you jay 
I'm I'm kind I'm kind of I'm kind of that dude. Like on on this yeah. podcast, I'm the yeah. the the tough guy, I guess, as far as how I yeah. deal with my kids. I don't I don't do too many second chances, and and I really yeah. I'm thoughtful about how I lay down kind of instruction because I, yeah. I foresee some of the peril that I think you do in how you yeah. operate with your kids. So that's that's cool. Yeah. No, as fathers, we have to be that way, man. Even though it's not popular. You know what I mean? Because everybody allowing in and everything to go. But uh, for those of us that uh, that's not with the in and everything that go crowd, then we understand the importance of protecting our loved ones and giving them, you know, a proper push start to be able to uh, be good people, man, without being corrupt, corrupt by some other, you know. Talk, talking a little bit about that. Yeah, so, sorry to cut you off, E. Um, yeah. And I was going to say this for later, but it's, I think it's a perfect segue. You, you've built and you continue to build this empire, right? Um, you are a household name anywhere you go. I mean, nobody can pre- pretty much nobody gets to Houston without you, you know, knowing. Or if you care to know, you'll know. So your kids, some of them are in the music industry. I, I don't know how many of them, but for sure I know two, right? Your, your two sons, your two boys. They... It feels to me from what I've researched about you, it's not like you've handed them very much, if anything at all. It's almost like you put them in a situation where they have to earn it. I'm curious, A, I'm curious if that's true, and B, how do you formulate that, right? Because we all have come from humbler beginnings and kind of where we are now in life. And when you get to a certain point, you always, it's so much easier to just hand shit over to your kids because you don't want them to have to deal with any of the shit that you had to deal with that was uncomfortable. But it seems like you found a way to kind of help them earn their stripes without it having to be like a silver spoon sort of setup. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that was real important to me to to use the method of balance where that was concerned. You know, I, I understood like, the pros and cons of, of my upbringing. And, you know, I, you know, for example, I understood the importance of my work ethic, you know, someone not doing things for me and allowed me to, uh, to use, you know, my work ethic from a physical and mental point of view, which mean, which meant that I had to physically work that developed a certain character in me that caused me to not be scared of physical work. And I also had to uh, do mental work, you know what I mean? Definitely in school. And, you know, I I wasn't a big fan of school, but uh, I understood the importance of that. And I wanted to uh, share the best of both worlds with my kids. You know what I mean? I I didn't want to raise up a kid where they're just looking forward to just eating fish with me and not knowing how to fish. So I I had to uh, pour all of that into them, but I also wanted, it was important for me to allow each of them to be who they wanted to become and, and, uh, you know, to allow them to know that I'm in support of whoever you want to become. It's not about uh, you trying to implement what I've done or, or be, you know, follow my footsteps in that capacity. Whoever you want to be in life, you have my support at being that person. You know, I, I felt that was important and it ended up being important. But 
you know, I, I think, you know, just balance, man. I, uh, you know, where my kids, I share this with you because I shared it in, in my book. Um, education was real important, you know, because I understood that, you know, two things that really hold us back in life is a lack of education and, uh, you know, bad habits. So with that being uh, uh, the, the topic, I tried to push all of them toward, you know, education. And some finished college and some chose not to finish college because they didn't like school. You know what I mean? And they chose not to go that journey. I was one of those, you know what I mean, where I didn't uh, go to college and, you know, I made that choice. But at the end of the day, I had a goal as a parent that I wanted to uh, do for each of my kids and I was able to accomplish accomplish it. And, and that was buy all of them homes and new cars to give them the proper push start. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I felt like, you know, I'm a blessed individual. I'm, I'm going to give you all this push start as well as equip you uh, with the proper things, knowledge and wisdom to be able to take care of it. And, you know, I, I accomplished that, man, and that made me feel good as a parent. And I don't think, uh, I don't think I, I did too much, but I, I think I, I done enough and the message uh, uh, was delivered properly. I think you just said, uh, yeah. A real high bar for all of us. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> fucked up my whole world just now, Jay. <laughs> you 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 talk about talking about balance. Um, I'm curious how is how was the work to family balance? Like, how did you balance? Like, I'm I'm fairly a new father. I got two young kids, and I'm just yeah. my my oldest is two and a half, and my youngest is six months. So I'm just starting to figure out how to balance my work and family life, which has been yeah. you know pretty interesting how how did you yeah. balance because you're very hands-on you're an entrepreneur like it takes a lot to do you know what you you were doing and are doing how did you balance yeah that? and damn rap um, released a lot of albums man yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well once again you know i have to give a, a lot of uh credit to you know my ex-wife because she uh <clears throat> done a lot of that balancing while while i was gone but i was always conscious to the extent where I wouldn't allow a big day to go by, you know, where my kids was concerned, where I wasn't present. Mm. Other words, when, uh, when there was something that went on special in all of their lives, uh, you know, it was graduating in kindergarten or, or daddy's day or whatever it may been, have been, you know, I'm, I made myself available. You know, I made myself available, uh, majority of the time to sit down with them and eat and have conversations at dinner. I understood that, uh, you know, money, like I tell everybody, uh, I don't love money, but I like it so much until it's hard to tell the difference. <laughs> but, uh, but I also understood that when it came to my family and money, you know, it had to take the back seat, uh, in a lot of, different things because it was it was so much more money that I could have made and embraced opportunities if, uh, if I was the type of person that wanted to put my family on the back burner. Uh, I just 
I'm an entrepreneur, so I like I like working. I like getting paid. I just had to do everything, man, with balance. And I think that's the key word, uh, being a parent, being an entrepreneur, because we have passions. We still have things we want to accomplish. But I think when you do it with balance, uh, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. I dig How it. do you... So talking about being an entrepreneur um, as it pertains to kind of showing and showing by example to your kids, I mean, obviously you, you, you did well in the music world. Uh, you've done well in the sports world. I mean, you've got your own island. So, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's a nice piece to look at. Um, you've got the new, you've got your new wine loyalty. Uh, so like this deep in the game and, and being accomplished, what what I guess what continues to drive you? What would drive you to start uh you know your your wine your wine line and and how do you show that to your kids as as like hey you can you can do whatever you want you can you know if you have an idea you can make it happen how do you show that to them to to kind of put that fire in them as well? Okay, all of the, all of their life I uh, I I tried to. Uh, be an example before them by letting them know more is caught than taught. And, you know, they watch me uh, accomplish and do one thing after another. You know what I mean? I, they, they actually had an eye for, and along the way I would, I would ride them with me and explain things to them. So it wasn't a situation where, you know, I wasn't teaching them along the journey. Right. And that was one of the, the ways that uh, my son Jazz discovered Drake because I had him at the, you know, in the rap a lot offices. I had him in the marketing meetings. I had them listening, you know, when I spoke about the word buzz, you know, how important the buzz was. You know, every week I was talking to uh, the different street teams around the world asking about the buzz. So, one of one of the key words he used to like capture my attention where Drake was concerned was he buzzing daddy. He buzzing. So that came from, you know, me being uh, example, you know, as a parent and and, and uh, letting them learn and work along the journey and not leaving them at home or not uh, teaching them uh, how to fish. You you talked about uh, the situation. You know, there was money owed to your son given the discovery of Drake and that whole situation with um, Cash Money. And you mentioned on Drink Champs recently that that was a resolved issue, right? And so yeah. that that being such a and it sounded like it took a while, right? That wasn't like a, a overnight kind of situation that got resolved. No, process <laughs> right and, and so i'm curious about the learning for the, the teaching opportunity there for your son right because your son discovers drake yeah. you weren't really feeling drake at the beginning he had the knack you know he, yeah. he, he found the talent it worked out well your son kind of didn't really get his just due dad comes in and kind of helps the situation how do how do you take those opportunities and i'm sure throughout the process you were giving him gems but like what would you say were like the big lessons that came from that, that you think he's taking from that whole situation? Uh, I 
think one of the biggest lessons of that journey was to uh, listen a little closer to me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because uh, a lot of what took place there wouldn't have taken place if he would have totally listened to me in the beginning. So I don't want you just hanging out there on the road with Lil Wayne like you're a fan or something like that, and then you come back, you know, broke. I say, you go to Lil Wayne and let him know that your daddy gonna give you some money and you wanna start a joint venture deal with him, a 50-50 deal, you know, because you need to be focused on something other than just partying and trying to see how many girls you can catch on the road. And uh, when he done that, you know, it was, it was understood that it was a 50-50 deal and, uh, you know, Taz, you know, his manager came and sit with me. We, that was real clear verbally. But since, you know, he didn't, you know, he was happy about that, but he wasn't totally, uh, you know, following my lead the way I would have liked for him to have followed. Some things kind of got lost in the shuffle and, uh, they decided that, okay, Drake is really getting hot right now and uh, we'll just give him a, a little finder's fee and not allow him to be, uh, you know, have no copyright ownership or none of that kind of business, right? So long story short, uh, that wasn't going to go down on my watch, hmm. even though the paperwork and everything was done. So I had to go in and undo that. You know what I mean? This before even getting to the cash money situation. This was outside of cash money. Mm. So after I went and undone that and made sure, okay, this is going to be like we agreed on it. Then of course I had to deal with the other piece, but once again, it all goes to uh, the, the foundation that was laid and not allowing me to uh, put it together the way I would have liked to in the beginning. So the lesson, the, I guess the lesson and the message of that whole uh, journey was to uh, prove to them that, you know, following my direction will, uh, <laughs> will make life much easier for them. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's clear to him now? Uh, you think it's clear to him now? I think it's real clear. <laughs> I think it's very clear because, you know, he had to, uh, he went through some things that, that I purposely wanted him to feel and go through right. because that's the way it is in life. Trial by I mean? fire. You, uh, yeah. When you don't, uh, you make choices, there's consequences with the choices that we make, whether they're good or bad. You know what I mean? So he had opportunity to, uh, see the importance of you know doing the proper paperwork and doing business the way it's supposed to be done versus you know handshakes uh you know getting distracted by you know all the things that can distract you he understood that it took quite a while for him to uh, reap the benefit of uh of his labor these these are these bars are being set so high here. Teach your children a lesson by signing Drake to cash money and young money <laughs> creating joint venture deals. 
No, no, no. But the lesson was taught. Think, think about the lesson that was taught to, to get Drake. No, you absolutely. I mean? Right, right. Yeah, you know, when you had to sweep the floors and rap a lot, when you had to, you know what I mean, hear these conversations when you was cleaning the, the bathroom up, you know. So you had access to power, even though you wasn't, you know, it was a lot of time you was just in the building. And that, and that that was the thing. That's what I want to teach him. When you have access to power, figure out a way to leave with some power. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't I don't believe in having access to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm coming back with no kind of wisdom or, or nothing, you know. Right. Just because you you're going to come in and inherit the power or inherit a certain level of respect from what your family laid down, you still have to learn and, and fail and be able to 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 do it on your own, right? Yeah, because you won't know how to keep it. Like, if you mm-hmm. don't learn the real lessons of life, then one would give you some and somebody would trick you out of it because you didn't get the meat and potatoes of the lesson, you know, and that's that's knowing how to keep it. You know, that's why the word says fooling money will soon depart because if there's no wisdom with the money, it's a matter of time before it all evaporates. Right. I mean, it goes back to what you said. You could set them up with the crib and the car, but the real important part is them keeping that and moving and that just being the foundation for them to be successful. Yeah, exactly. So here's a, here's a question and, and E I'm asking on your behalf. Um, <laughs> so, so through our different episodes, I mean, you know, E mentioned he's a, he's a young father and he's, uh, well, oh, his kids I are have young. young kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and, um, he's, uh, he's going through a, a, a situation of jealousy between, between the kids, even though they're young right now with, with his daughter, yeah. I'm assuming with your children, you've probably experienced different levels of jealousy between them. Do you have any gems to share in terms of how you dealt with that kind of situation or those feelings with your kids? Oh yeah. You, uh, it's important to, uh, to be an example before them, and, and, and you let them know that there's no, there's no difference where any of them are concerned where you are concerned. You know what I mean? In other words, I let it be known, I let it be seen that, you know, I don't love none of my kids above and beyond the other. And I didn't allow no woman to set no different standards where that was concerned. I made sure that that message was clear coming from the woman, because a lot of times, if we don't uh, watch uh, our surroundings, uh, a woman would treat one differently than the other. And I experienced that, and that's one of the reasons I got rid of her, you know, because a lot of things take place when we're not looking. And my daughter explained to me about some things that was taking place differently when I wasn't looking and character is who you are when nobody's looking. Facts. So therefore I had to balance that scale. You know what I mean? It's important to balance them scales, the scales to the extent where your kid know for a fact that, you know, no matter what the surroundings may say, my daddy have shown me by example that he loved both of us the same. He didn't take me to the store and, and bought, her some and didn't buy me some. He didn't, uh, when we sit at the table, uh, one ate and I didn't eat, 
You know what I mean? You don't give them these reasons or you let them see that that don't exist. You know, some things just, you know, as a child, you know, they think as children, but at the end of the day, long as you not, as a parent, we're not guilty of that charge that makes all the difference because they'll catch back up with the truth, you know, the more mature they get. All right. As long as we're not gifted with the charge. Amen to that. I got a yeah. I got a wrap a lot question before we start to wrap it up and just from my own kind of nerd knowledge. Um I mean back in the eighties I, I bought Making Trouble uh, when it came out at the, the record store. So I was hip to to rap a lot early on. Um and, and two of my favorite rap a lot albums were the albums from OG Style and the Convicts. And I'm I'm curious what what you thought about those albums and if you have any thoughts about those groups. I, I think you know both of those guys. Uh, well, OG style members have passed, and three two of the convicts right. have passed. I think those guys was before their time, man. Meaning that they was you know highly. Uh, uh, those guys was like real talented, but. I think they should, to me, those albums should have been much bigger than than they were. So I think they were before their time, but I really enjoyed the creation of those albums, man. I got a lot of memory of where they are concerned. Yeah, you guys found a found a mode of infusing like kind of East Coast style breakbeats, but then you had the, the Southern blues and soul yeah. instrumentation yeah. and everything in, in a lot of those releases. Yeah, we was trying to find our identity back in the beginning. So yeah. we had like, you know, a lot of different uh, uh, cooks in the kitchen. Hmm. So, yeah. so you, you went from music to boxing. Now you're venturing out into alcohol, well, uh, wine, wine, wine yep. in particular. Spirits. 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 There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's the category. Which well, happened to be which happened to be a favorite thing of fathers and mothers across the world. The spirits. Yeah. That's true. What what led you to that? Like what was I mean, obviously it was a good business opportunity. Otherwise, I don't think you would jump in, but like what what yeah. what was the, the impetus? Well, you know, eventually uh, one day it's a doctor by the name of Dr. Red Duke that that comes on once a week. I think he used to come on. He was a surgeon. Uh, he would come on in the afternoon and he would give health tips. And one day he was talking about, you know, a wine and, and the, the benefits of drinking wine and how it was good for your heart and how, uh, you know, good for your blood and the antioxidants you know, that's saying all these different things. And, you know, it got my attention. And in my whining downtime, I decided to, you know, sip on a little wine. And uh, I start I start liking a little wine. And ultimately, you know, I found myself visiting, uh, uh, what's the name of that place? Napa Valley. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I had opportunity to, like, look at vineyards and, and deal with it from a business perspective. We was thinking about even purchasing a vineyard. So I got a, you know, a behind to look at the business side and bam, that did it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm like, oh, okay. And of course, you know, I wrapped that name loyalty around it. And uh, there we have it, the loyalty collection today. 
So where do people find it before we get out of here? Because we can't just tease people and then they can't get it. <laughs> yeah. So where, yeah. where can they access where? it? <clears throat> right now, you can get it. Uh, you can get it on on my site. You know what I mean? At J Prince Respect, my Instagram. You can you can uh, punch the link and order it, or you can get it on Loyalty Wines Instagram. But after December the twenty first, you know, I got eighteen wheelers. Right now, heading y'all direction. Mm, you know what okay. I mean? <laughs> you all the way from Paris. So <laughs> it's going to be in stores around the world real soon. Beautiful. Nice. Mr. Prince, man, it was a pleasure. We could have talked for way more because I know you got a lot of gems you can lend us dads, but we're going to let you get. I'm sure you got pressing things going on. Probably have some wine time. Yeah. <laughs> wine, wine down time. We're going to have hey, the, the kids whining <laughs> right now. You're going to sip some. So enjoy that. Yeah. It's been fun, man, and different. You know what I mean? You don't have many shows that that talk about, you know, parenting and different things like that. So I, I enjoyed this, and I hope that uh, I can help somebody along that journey. Definitely did, man. Appreciate, appreciate Thank you, yeah. brother. Appreciate oh, you. I'll be back. Bro. Thank you, yeah. All right, bro. All right. Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child.